being made without the other gender being present. The goal is to get a clear understanding on how each other thinks. Because a lot of the stuff that they were saying is stuff that people think but don't say. I felt like it was some stuff that I learned and it was also some stuff that I was able to share that I have done. Men put women into categories. She's the wife, she's the girlfriend, she's the lover, you know, whatever. And he's doing that by testing you to see how far he can go. You don't have to be looking for your forever husband before you have even found yourself. Before you get to looking for him, look for you. Thank you so much for creating this platform for us to be able to have a voice. So thanks, Keith. The purpose of the Talk to Key radio show is not to force you to think a certain way, but to encourage you to think for yourself. You can do so by listening to the perspective of others. Even if you don't agree, you still need to consider what is being said if you want to be a completely informed individual. I want to welcome three ladies who all reside in the Magnolia State of Mississippi. Please welcome to the Talk to Q Radio Show, Mary, Tawana, and Nett. Ladies, how's it going today? Hey. Going good. How are you? Well. All right. Glad to have you on. You know, the campaign season has been, you know, one that's mostly made for TV, if you ask me. It's one of the most made-for-TV events I've ever seen in politics, to be honest with you all kinds of drama and fanfare that we as Americans, although we won't admit it, we love to see it on the regular. But men look at politics differently than women do. So I wanted to bring you all on to get your perspective on things, to let men out here know what goes through a woman's mind when it comes to politics, because women aren't respected in politics as they should be. And the fact that some people won't even vote for a candidate simply because she is a woman is still a huge problem in society. So, Let's start with the basics first. And Tawana, I'll start with you. Do you think that voting is important? You know, why or why not? Because some people feel like it's a waste of time. It's absolutely important. We have to put out how we feel about things. I mean, otherwise we don't have any leg to stand on. You know, we can't complain about things that are happening around around us. If we are not voting, if we're not selecting the people in our area, it's just as important as selecting the president. Um, and a lot of people don't really understand that. So it doesn't matter if it's a, a, a senator. It doesn't matter what the position is. We should be voting. All right. Mary, how do you feel about that? I, I totally agree with Tawana. Um, I always stress to my friends and anybody around me that if you don't vote, you really don't have a voice because that's how, like you said, how Tawana said, how you get what your perspective and your point of view is out there. You try to find a candidate who's more aligned with what you're looking to do or what you will look for, the person leading your city or your state 
or your country, you know, to do. And that's where it does start. It does start at the local election. So for the people who only go out and vote for the big presidential election, you're not really doing a good service by doing that when you don't go out and vote for your local elections. It, it has to start there, especially since we have the electoral college. You have to get the right people in locally in order to be your voice at the big vote. So it, it's definitely important. All right. So net, so many people, you know, have said it doesn't matter if I vote because they are going to choose who they want anyway, and I don't know exactly who they is. But uh, how do you respond to that, Nett? I mean, as far as people who say it doesn't matter, they're going to choose who they want to choose. Well, um, <laughs> like Mary said, that they generally, I guess they're referring to like that electoral college uh, system, which definitely needs to be removed. But um, I feel like when I hear people say stuff like that, I think to myself, clearly either they didn't teach you how the politics you know, the whole voting system and the political system works, or you weren't paying attention. Because at the end of the day, your vote on more than just, like Mary said, more than just the presidential uh, election matters. Not only does it matter that you vote for everything possible, it also matters that you support candidates that you feel like you can get behind. And I don't mean just the ones that's on the ballot. I'm talking about when you see people in your community who are trying to make changes and who are saying, you know, I'm running for this position, you got to get behind their 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 movement when it's grassroots. Not, you know, just sit back and complain about it when you look at the ballot and nobody that you care to vote for is on it. You know, when you say it doesn't matter, I, I, I implore them to think about how many people do they know will be affected, even if it's not you, because a lot of the times some of the people that I know that say stuff like that, they feel like, look, I make good money. I'm not worried about, you know, what they do with politics and stuff like that. It won't affect me. I make my own money. Well, what happens when jobs like yours get sent away? What happens when the people you know, your grandmother, your grandfather, uh, depending on Social Security, and they plan chess or checkers depends on who you are and how you look at it with the government, you know, budget and stuff like that. Now, they didn't get their monthly allotment. It matters. It's going to affect you in some way. So please stop saying that. If it doesn't touch you directly, it will touch people around you. That's how I feel or that's what I think or that's how I try to encourage people to remember you got the vote for the people who do rely on the government to work and function. Very well said. Okay, so, of course, that means we have to have a big voter turnout. And you already have people who try to suppress the vote, and we have a new problem going on this year that we've never dealt with before when it comes to getting out of the vote. Exactly. So, Mary, how real... <laughs> I know that catches everyone off guard. Oh, so, Mary, Mary, how will COVID nineteen negatively impact the voter turnout? In your opinion, do you think it's going to make a difference? Oh, in some ways, I do think it's going to make a difference, only because I know a lot of people, and I, I know amongst my family and friends, have either been affected by it or know somebody that could be you know, drastically affected by it if someone was, you know, to 
to get it. And I think a lot of people have been taking precautions, and I understand. So I know the numbers will be low, and especially with the whole mail-in ballot thing, like I know it's going to be – this is going to be a whole different type of election, but I'm I'm really urging people to, if you've been going out to clubs and restaurants and bars, mask up, glove up, and go vote. Like, don't, don't try to make any excuse to not go out and do your part. Like, I know coronavirus is real, like Cardi B said, but at the end of the day, if you've been at a restaurant <laughs> to dine in, mask up and go vote. <laughs> Ned, how do you feel about it? Do you think it's going to impact the voter turnout? I do. I'm Honestly, I'm hopeful that many more people will do the mail-in ballot, you know, because I think a lot of the times people forget that's an option. And I know, for example, the state of Mississippi, it's, it's always like you have to know that you're not going to be able to come vote, like you're going to be out of town. Look. Go down there telling people you're going to be out of town. You know, do what you got to do if you are really that concerned about being able to get to the polls. But I do feel like some people are going to say, you know, I don't want to go. I don't, I, I don't want to go to basically be someplace, stand amongst all these people, and increasing my chances of contracting it. Yet, at the same time, it's the people who don't believe in coronavirus that's going to get out there and they're going to put their votes in. Now, they may catch it after this election, but they're going to get out there and put their votes in to make sure that their candidate gets in. But if you feel a way about how all this stuff was handled, if you were one of the 210,000 people who had to, well, you know, one of the family members of the 210,000 people who perished due to this virus, Take your ass out there and vote. That's how I feel. <laughs> All right. So, Tawana, how do you think President Trump has been handling this coronavirus diagnosis? Uh, well, I'm sorry. How do you think President Trump has been handling his coronavirus diagnosis? <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't think he was ever diagnosed with coronavirus. And I'm just being completely honest. Um, I, I think it's um, a, a ploy. And it's really, it's hard, and, you know, because so many people have lost their life. And I don't think he's taking it serious. I think he's trying to gain sympathy and more votes. But I, I definitely don't think the man is, is, I don't think he has it. I just don't. And I could be wrong, but I, I don't believe it. it he, it, yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? <laughs> and, and yeah. Honestly, I'm like Tawana. I don't be. I don't believe that he had it. However, you know, giving benefit of the doubt, which is not very much to him, even if he did have it, I feel like he took advantage of the situation to try to push this whole concept that oh, a vaccine is coming. Look at me. I'm I'm doing well. I I I only had it and, and suffered a little bit, but. You know, I took this and I took that and it worked. And you guys, we're going to do, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to come through this. Bruh, 210,000 people have already died from this. Please, like, cut it out. So, honestly, I feel like, and, and another thing, we got to remember, Donald Trump is a freaking reality TV star person. He don't mm-hmm. mind about using his yes. health or anything he's going through to drum up the dramatic. So I do feel like if he did have it, he's just using this, like Tawana said, as another um, 
arrow in his quiver to try to really beef up his voter support and all of that. You know, he wants America to love him. He is a crackpot. <laughs> so that's how I feel like he handles it. He handles it like it's a a, a, um, a, a, a theme on one of his reality TV shows. That's what I feel. Oh, gosh. I totally agree. I didn't believe him from the start. And honestly, okay, so I watched a lot of CNN. And just when I saw that man come back to the White House, stand in front of them oh, cameras gosh. and snatch that mask off, I wanted to call him something that I might not need to say on the radio, um, but I, I, listen, I just, I just, I, did, I don't respect him as is. But for him to get up there and do that, and for him to get like make a statement and like Nick said, just totally disregard the people who have already lost loved ones because of this virus and just said we're gonna be so shut up, just be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't know when problem, and I just. Mm-hmm. I need people to go vote him out of office. He's just too much for me. Baby, the dramatics. Hair blowing in the wind. It Ooh. was just so and dramatic. He was up there that like mad snatch off. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he was fresh right. and sprayed and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't forget them propping him up, signing supposedly official documents with the Sharpie, honey. Yeah. When Girl, I tell you it's all dramatic. Oh, God. Oh, man. Mm-mm. I cannot. Hi, I'm Tawana. I'm the owner of Unapologetically Curvy. It's a boutique that was created for curvy women. It does not matter if the shape is pear, apple, square. We have a place for you. You can find more information um, on Instagram and Facebook under Unapologetically Curvy. Or you can access my website. It is www.shop-unapologetically-curvy.com. My pieces are trendy yet affordable. Let's get back to the podcast, Q. Did you watch the debate between Trump and Biden? And do you think that it helped undecided voters at all? You know, I'll start, Q. This is Tawana. I turned it on, but I could not watch maybe the 10 minutes of the of the debate it was um i don't show? think it it hit it, it didn't help any it just made me um realize he was much more a clown than i thought you know he's rude he's disrespectful um he's he's not fit to be a leader and i don't understand why his supporters don't see that I guess they clowns too, but yeah, it, it was disgusting. I could I couldn't watch it, and I I, I totally agree. I already it. knew I wasn't going to watch it. Uh, this is net. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, I already knew I wasn't going to watch it. Like I can't even watch his presidential addresses. This guy is a freaking toddler. He is like I I could not imagine somebody with any real intellectual ability trying to debate him. It's almost like this uh, phrase that I remember reading some time ago, playing chess with a pigeon will never work because the pigeon will just knock all the pieces off the board and walk away like he won. That is what I imagined the whole debate was going to be like. I couldn't bring myself to tune in. I just could not. But do I think that it was going to sway voters one way or the other? The reaction that I've seen more than anything is that people are saying they don't 
they just don't want to vote for either. They just don't want to be a part of the, you know, the process at all. And that's the mm-hmm. part that's disheartening to me because from what I gathered, you know, Biden trying because come on, they're two old ass white guys. They both right. should be someplace sitting down in a damn nursing home. They see now as hell, <laughs> if you ask me. And you have to watch that performance and you think, Oh yeah, my confidence in Biden is like through the roof after that debate. No, I don't think anybody was going what? to think that. But if nothing else, your disdain for the way Donald Trump has run this country should be enough to make you be like, I don't give a shit. He got to go. At this point, right. I think I'd rather vote mm-hmm. for Satan. Just being like, Yikes. Oh, wow. Yikes. Like Nicki Minaj. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mary, let me ask you this. Um, the vice the vice president debate between Kamala Harris and Mike Pence was a little more civil, but there were still a lot of interruptions. Mm-hmm. So as a woman, how do you feel about Pence constantly interrupting Harris, you know, when she tried to speak? Okay, so I was I was on the fence about this one. Um, uh, because I was looking at it and I thought, okay, if it was a man and a woman, of course it wouldn't be an issue. But the fact that this is a woman, you should have a little bit more respect to say, okay, I know we're both competitors in this thing, but because this is a woman and because of the climate right now, because this is a black woman, maybe I should simmer down. But then I thought about who he was, what side he was on. He's not thinking like that. So I expected from him to do what he did because I don't respect him either, and obviously he didn't respect her. So I totally thought it was a lack of respect just on his part of being who he is. If he would have thought about it, you know, but I don't even think it crossed his mind. He didn't care. Okay. And what was but up with his, his red eye and everything? He looked like he looked like a bad guy from a James <laughs> Bond movie or something. That's- this is the part he dropped that coronavirus uh, sounder by Cardi B. <laughs> right. Mm. Ain't that one of the samples? Let me go. Let me go to yes, Google. It is. Uh, <laughs> I hope that flag is yeah. tested. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, to, and, and to be honest with you, uh, just uh, to piggyback off of what Mary was saying, I will. I honestly feel like that was actually probably a strategy because you know, mm. any time. A male politician goes up against a female politician. They want to bait her. You know, it it forces the woman to basically Mm -hmm. play offense, and she has to make sure she doesn't come off as too emotional. And then it's a double Uh, for a black woman because she has to come off like not only is she too emotional, she also has to look like I'm not being angry I'm as well. Angry. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like even though Kamala was very poised in how she handled it as far as his interruptions go, I still you know, you, you will still see where they were saying things like, Oh, and the squinting, she just wasn't prepared. Oh, the eye rolling, oh the this they wanted to harp mm. on anything. And I feel like that is a political strategy when men are going up against women. Do things to gaslight them so that you can pull that emotional thing out of them. And then, you know, being a black woman, we want her to look as angry as possible. You know, and if you look at 
like, for example, Fox News type of things, you know, the little freeze mm-hmm. frames that they put out. It's always, you know, like her face is in a scowl. You know, she looks like she's just ready to yeah. just go to work on them. And that's what they, I noticed that too. That's what they do. I feel like that is what they do when men are going up against women. They want to pull that emotionality out of them. And the whole time here, you got your president practically throwing a tantrum, but the women right. are too emotional. Okay. Mm. That, that's exactly yeah, what I was going to say about that. Yeah. And then for Trump to refer to her as a monster the next day on two. Twice he he called her. He said this monster. Yeah. I mean he feeds that energy. You know they they want her mm-hmm. to come off as the stereotypical angry black woman, and it's it's unfortunate, and it makes it very hard. I could actually feel her frustration during the debate. You know, watching her because she's trying not to let anyone get under her skin, and she's trying to look as cordial as possible, even though he's making every attempt to bait her. So that that has to be pretty rough. But mm-hmm. as far as when it comes to men and politics, uh, you know, their majority of politicians are men. Tawana, you know, they're trying to bring in this Supreme Court justice who is a woman, but, you know, she's very conservative. But overall, Tawana, how do you feel about a group that's majority men making decisions about a woman's body, like when it comes to, to abortion and things of that nature? How does that make you feel? Um, it sucks. I don't feel that a group of men should make any decisions about my body and what I do with it. Um, in any place, uh, what was the? She said, "Okay, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right here." But um, any place that decisions are being made, I think women should be there. It, it should not be made by men alone. It should not. Period. Okay. Net. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I agree uh and I, you saying that I, you feel like women should be there hell i feel like men shouldn't be in the room if if i'm being honest unless yeah no when it comes down to reproductive rights i don't feel like that is a decision that should be made by men nor is it a decision that should be made by women who enjoy the privileges that come you know with being adjacent and in, in alignment with white men, period. Because mm-hmm. if we're being honest, a lot of these white women, you know, because they're like, yeah, you know, she's a woman, and this is, yeah, she's a woman who's basically going to go with the doctrination that is gen- generally white male oriented. These conservatives, they want to control what people do with their bodies, yet if mm-hmm. one of their children, or their mistresses come up pregnant, guess what? They not pro-life then. Now they're going to fly them somewhere to go have an abortion, even if it's not legal in the state that they currently reside in. You see, they make a different set of rules, and it's mostly targeting people who are of lower socioeconomic status. So, no, I don't feel like any men should be making that decision, period. I don't care if you're a gynecologist. You just do the work, but you let the women decide what women are going to do with women's bodies. Mm-hmm. And Mary, I'll let you have the last word on that. Well, I definitely agree with what's been said. Like the folks saying around the town these days, you in my business, don't do that. Like men shouldn't even be in the room <laughs> when it comes 
to a woman's body. Like, don't sit up here and tell me if I can get an abortion or if I can do this. No, no, no. You have no say so. Because, like, the, I think I forgot I'm coming or some rapper said that really the wrong people own birth control. Men can go out here and plant all the seeds, and a woman can only have a child, what, once, twice a year? So uh, let's, let's not, you know, don't, don't, no. I really don't think they should have a say so. You should be the last one saying something. We should be telling you what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know you're not going to get a whole lot of support on that male birth control issue, though, but keep this in mind. Yeah. They make birth control extremely hard for women to access. You know, they want to talk about, well, condoms are free in a lot of areas. Um, a lot of women are allergic to latex. I bet most men don't know that. A lot of women can't just have those free latex condoms. So then you go through trying to get the birth control pills, birth control pills and the patches mm-hmm. and the shots, all these cancer-causing um, agents, mm-hmm. just so you can enjoy the freedom of having sex without having to reproduce. But let a man not be able to get it up. Oh, his health insurance is going to cover erectile dysfunction uh, medications, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so th- th- most health insurances will cover a man being able to reproduce but make it hard as hell for a woman to block it. And I know I've been on quite a few different birth controls, so I know what the struggle is like. Hmm, pretty interesting. Well, I appreciate all of that. Um, I think that, uh, like I said, the purpose of this is to give guys – information they may not be privy to so i appreciate all of that and that's going to do it for this section of the what women think series on the talk to q radio show be sure to click on the link in the show notes to go to the next part or go to talktoq.com and find the link there in order to continue listening to the discussion there's more ahead and you definitely don't want to miss it